Where did I park? Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. As always, thank you to everyone for parking with me last week. The project turned out to be a success. Jax is a phenomenal student and I'm really proud of him. And of course, his brothers as well. It was also really cool to climb back into the family tree for a minute and see what was there. Again, if only but for a moment. And for a moment, I want to speak briefly on what recently happened. Kobe Bryant and his daughter were among nine people that were killed in a helicopter accident. We've all seen it by now. Man, this is hard to believe. It still is. Seeing that text come in, all of us frantic for confirmation amidst disbelief. I mean, I was never a stand. Or just an over-the-top Kobe fan, really. But I liked him. The impact of this news was just so great. Not in a good way, just great in magnitude. Listening to all the talking heads and key figures tear up and barely be able to speak on what he meant to the game and just what he meant as a person, it was tough. Hell, all of this is tough. This certainly hasn't been my first experience with death. But the way it hit everyone, at the same time, you'd think we all knew him. But in a way, we kind of did. He was only 41. He wasn't much older than a lot in my generation. I mean, shoot, we all remember the Brandy Pearl. I don't know who this compares to, whether it's in the Michael Jackson and Prince category, or the Roberto Clemente category, or even JFK, I heard. I heard a lot of comparisons. I'm not sure what the appropriate magnitude of it actually is, and I'm not sure we'll know, you know, until everything is sorted out. Maybe we won't know for a year. Maybe we won't know till, you know, we see his impact on the game continue. I don't know, man. I think it's just a hard pill to swallow. You would definitely think you'd expect to see him over the next few years. And now, gone. It's remarkable. The man spent 20 years giving basketball everything, and he was just coming into his own. The Oscar production, the ESPN shows, so much more. Just so busy, just so motivated, so ready to take on the world, and then ready to take it on for more than himself. He even started a podcast with kid characters and lessons for young listeners. And one of those young listeners sat in my back seat all the time. It's amazing how he is. His drive, his tenacity, it just reverberated across the nation. But yet, here we are. I think one of the hardest parts of this whole thing, the hardest pill to swallow, is that his daughter was only 13. She's gone. Man, to be gone at 13? I can't even imagine. It's one thing to live your life, but it's another to not be able to have the ones behind you live theirs. I mean, 
yeah, she was so good at basketball. But the bigger thing is she just loved her dad and she loved being around him. She followed him, yeah, based on skill, but also out of love. And he adored her, as he did all of his kids. But you saw the bond there. It's part hard to imagine, but also all I can imagine. Those final moments. Just knowing you can't do much past loving and holding your child. I don't know. That's just a reality I don't want to face. His death definitely hits different as a father. And as a husband. What do you even do from here? How do you settle it with the rest of the kids? I have no idea. And settling. If this TMZ thing is true, then that's just cruel. It's more than, oh, that's messed up and, oh, they need to do better. It's just cruel. It's sad and it's unfortunate. I know I don't know how everything is or supposed to go in that landscape. I'm sure there are rules and I'm sure some of it comes with the territory, but it should be some type of check or something just to make sure that this isn't brand new news or they at least know. But to receive that news over a text or have to get it confirmed about your family, it's just heartless. For as on point as the media is these days, the rush to be first always ruins everything. They always say, do you want to be first or do you want to be right? The internet was busy with rumors. Everybody talking about Rick Fox. Everybody talking about all the girls were there. Everybody talking about the wife. And we're all just busy circulating it and reporting it. It just gave me this intense and immense feeling with each new piece of information or perception. I just had to back away for a minute a couple of times. There's too many immediate think pieces, too many faults to blame, too much going on, too many mentions of Colorado. And I'm not saying that you don't talk about Colorado at the same time. I'm not saying we don't uh, pretend he's something better than he was. There's no need to deify him. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we need to demonize him either. I just couldn't think straight a couple of times. So I had to unplug for a minute. More than once. More than twice. And it's crazy because with all the information and everybody reporting, I had to check out. But at the same time, I wanted to hear what people had to say. So I wanted to hear what the celebrities thought. I wanted to hear what the old teammates thought. I wanted to hear what the announcers thought. Because there's just so something powerful about hearing People react and people get through it and just people speak greatly, but also just speak honestly. And it humanized a lot of people. I think it humanized everybody. Everybody's getting touched by this and feeling it in a different way. And, uh, you know, nobody's ashamed, which they shouldn't be. But it's just amazing that all this came from one person. I mean, I watched the uh, 60 point last game again. Uh, I've been watching uh, all these announcers talk about the great things and these specials that they're putting together. And I know they're probably going to have a service at the uh, Staples Center. It's just crazy. And then just the ending with the Mamba out and um, the speech. It's just a classic moment. You know, this week is usually full of useless Super Bowl nonsense. You know, uh, who's going to win? What coaches can we talk to? What celebrities are already in town? You know, all the bets that are being set up, all that. And just over covering, you know, what's going to happen, who's going to, you know, do this, who's going to do that. 
Um, and recently, you know, halftime shows and is it going to be good? Are you going to watch all that stuff? But never did I think I would only miss that stuff, but I prefer it because this is way bigger than the sport. It's just shock followed by heartbreak just with each moment, with each piece of information that we learned was true. Of course, none of the heartbreak compares to anything the family has gone through. And not only that, but the other families as well. Two other teammates were killed. Those were some of her best friends and their parents. One was a team coach. The other one was a California baseball legend. And then the pilot just had mad hours and used to fly around celebrities all the time. So it's bigger than any one personality. They're just countless people suffering because of all of this. It's important that we don't forget that and forget the others. There's just always such a rush to get the forever information and report it, like I told you before. But it just really confuses people. Then there's the crowd that wants to take up all this time to bring in the bad parts and talk specifically about certain events and they want to you know, highlight just the bad parts or, or just say dumb stuff on the internet. And that just bothers people. And you don't have to go straight for that. And you don't have to only talk about that. Just no better time than talk about, you know, how he was as a human, how he progressed in advance and how he grew, you know, with each year of his life and the, the milestones in his life, how he got better as his body and his and his uh, teams got worse. He pivoted and turned into a new human being and turned into somebody who had great things in store and used that drive for good. I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much. But uh, before I check out again, I just want to say that life is precious. And it does indeed come at you fast in a way. We really got to take care of ourselves. And the best way that we do that is taking care of others. So that means getting rid of beefs and not necessarily just trying to square up with every single person and level up, but really just reinvest in who's around you and what they're doing and what your role is in their lives and, and focus on that. All right. Where did I park? What can I say? Mamba out. So we're still in emotions, but I want to pivot a little bit. I want to pivot to TV. I know I've talked about it before. It's one of my favorite shows. If you're not on it, that's your fault. Because it, it goes. But this is us. Still killing. Still doing its thing. This most recent episode, by the time it's series, there might be another one after that. But the episode about Randall um, was just powerful. Those Randall episodes get me all the time. Um, obviously, because we look alike. But also, just the the things that he goes through are, are pretty real. And they... they while they're not 100%, they're definitely things you can pull out of. And since I was talking about taking care of others, this is kind of the extreme, but it's kind of something that a lot of people go through. So that desire to take care of others um, is that overdrive to take care of yours and everything around you, no matter what the case. And uh, this show just highlighted it in this last episode. It's the type of episode that gets you, even on your best day. Now, first of all, Sterling K. Brown is probably my favorite actor at this point. He is just that good. His portrayal of this role has been nothing short of amazing over all these years. Especially in the early episodes. I mean, everybody knows Memphis. And the uh, episodes before and after that, those were just amazing to me. And dealing with the arc of that whole storyline. 
It's been nuts, but I've always resonated with his character in where he feels like he has to carry the family on his back. Now, I don't know if I'm carrying everything on my back, but, you know, I feel some pressure about it. I think a lot of people resonate with this character for that reason. As a husband, as a dad, uh, we often feel like we have to do everything right. After all, it sure seems that way when we do something wrong. That's the pain and beauty of marriage. But you didn't hear it from me. It's either good job, act like you've been there before, or how could you let this happen to the family? And even through, excuse me, and even though the situation or solution can be solved quickly, it may or may not be a big deal. But in the end, it feels that way when you let people down. And when the big deals start to pop up, you definitely feel that pressure, double and triple, to make sure you can get a handle on it. Not necessarily the full out solution or resolve, but at least a handle on the process, the progression, and the steps moving forward along the way. I know I've talked about that at length before, but seeing Randall struggle with that anxiety is a thoughtful and insightful way of seeing it all play out. Being a fixer is probably the worst assignment on the planet. It requires you to put forth a specific effort to go against what your natural inclination is. Everything can't be fixed. You don't have to have the answers to everything. I know I talked about that before. You don't have the tools for everything, but that can make you feel lost or worse. The thing about it is, nobody really appoints you the fixer unless you apply for it. Most times we just go out of our way to assume the responsibility and then we feel cemented in that role. It's funny, everyone tells you it's okay not to be the hero, but then you notice the disappointment on people's faces when you can't or won't get it done. So do you beef up and keep moving? Do you try to rationalize your decision? Or do you just tell them they'll be okay and you'll be okay? And you do you? I wish I had the right answer. I mean, I know it's subjective and situational, I'm sure. But how do we break out of that? If I had the answer, I'd be writing self-help books and making motivational podcasts promoting my books. Long story short, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I guess you could say I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. Something I thought about a lot, though, is the concept of saying I'm good. I know we've all seen the saying that men, specifically black men, will I'm good themselves into a heart attack. And while I've uttered the phrase before myself, I really try to take things into consideration and be honest if I'm not good. At least desire, at least the desire to get a true I'm good state. But what got me into this thought about it was in observing behaviors and patterns. Not clinically, of course, I'm not, I'm not all that. But just looking around, I feel like every guy, including myself, isn't necessarily out here ignoring themselves, but I'm wondering if they're looking for a right time to process. I remember talking about wearing the cape on our famous episode on the Trenches podcast. I highlighted the importance of finding and taking that time to process for yourself. While I don't say that to sound high and mighty or like I've always got it figured out, I just think it's important. Especially if I'm saying that I'm good. I think that helps ensure that I'm actually good. And if I'm not, I know I'm not. I need help. So that just kind of makes me think. 
maybe that's a placeholder for finding the right time. Of course, in the show, Randall's right time is usually way too late, and he's on the ground soaked in tears, fears, and full-out panic and anxiety attacks. And that's the downside of waiting or withholding everything in, or not recognizing the signs that you need to chill. So while I can't resonate with that level of it, I definitely don't think that I want to either. I think you just have to make sure that you find and take that time. I'm not even sure that it's right. Maybe we're supposed to stop and take that minute right away. I know for myself, it's hard for me to panic in the midst of panic or worry while being surrounded by worry. Maybe this is just one big sad realization of a failed superhero fantasy. I definitely think it's okay to check out and check in when you need it. And I do know that we should all be doing our best to make sure that we remember the sources of why we work so hard or even too hard in order to keep ourselves grounded. They need us as people, spouses, parents, teachers, support systems, but they don't need us as flawless world holders. But I know how life goes. Sometimes we get in our own way. I think that the best part of this episode was how Randall was offered multiple avenues to help relieve the pressure, mainly through therapy. And while he denied it and was kind of I'm trying to I'm good himself through therapy, each interaction showed that he needed some better outlet than what he was doing. Because even when he cried out for help, he was still masking it. And the help that he always wanted to get, mainly his brother, wasn't really available. But we'll see what plays out in the next few episodes. But I think it's still important that they highlighted it. Because even when you're not afraid of being transparent, the right time may never come. Sometimes you just have to set that time and meet it. So, rambling aside, it's just been a tremendous week for the heartstrings and the emotions of many a person this week. And there's no protection from the life. <laughs> and there's no protection from life happening. But there's always a few options on how to deal with it. We just need to do a better job of figuring out what works and making sure that there is a win for it working. Because as we've seen, we never know when it's our time for our work to be done. Now, let's get to some uplift. In the spirit of Kobe, I watched the coverage of the infamous 60-point final game. It's crazy to see the impact of it now compared to then. One, it's amazing to think that it was four years ago already. The scope of the league has changed drastically since then. From the uniforms being Adidas, to the all-terrible Lakers franchises that Kobe was part of at that point, not being on that team anymore, like Larry Nance and uh, Lonzo Ball and all them, they're all gone. Even the announcers on that last game are on different networks. And then there was a new discovery that we saw uh, in the rewatch of Gordon Hayward doing that class move where he stepped in to make sure that Kobe would get another shot at a free throw if he missed it for 60. There's just so much happening in this game, from the cheers to the hugs to all the fans and friends, former players, to all the shots he put up, to the fact he scored his last 15 points in only about three minutes, the last three minutes of the game and actually got the team the lead and the win. And the whole time, he's smiling at his family. 
while we all may not be able to give a big speech at the end, we should all live our lives in a way that the stadium of our existence creates an atmosphere for us to shine in. And while those pieces of the puzzle are exciting, and they may even drive you to leave it all on, and they may even drive you to leave it all out on the floor for them, we must pay attention to those on our ground level, on our floor, that are just happy because we're happy. They came for the shine, but all they need is the smile. So make sure that that smile remains the key to your success and let that ground you so that when life gets rough or the worst case of the end being near, you know truly what it's all for. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday, but I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And hope you'll join me again, because after I get back from checking out, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to find where did I park, park, park.